the business just grew, you know, within a couple of weeks, the, the business grew fivefold. Um, and, and then Facebook decided to block uh, all of our ads. Welcome to Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films, a show where we chat with today's marketing thought leaders. Today, on the very first episode of our show, we talk with Morgan Hirsch of Public Goods. Now, a little context for this conversation. When COVID first started becoming super serious, a lot of people went out, bought a ton of hand sanitizer, and then started selling it at outrageous prices. Now, Facebook, in response to this, just blocked all ads from using the words hand sanitizer. This caused Public Goods to launch a whole new marketing campaign, one that not only got them a bunch of new customers, but also opened the door at some major retailers. But before we get into all of that, we talk just a little bit about working from home. I think the world will, will change. You know, We just kind of ripped off the Band-Aid on remote working, and I think that people are still drawn to tradition to some extent. You know, internet only started in 1994. It's actually weird going into Manhattan and looking at all the high rises and thinking about them for the first time as these antiquated structures in a sense. I've definitely felt like these big moments are always catalysts for change that is already coming. And so yeah. I feel like as far as remote work is concerned, this was like two to five years of accelerated like progress made yeah. in months. Anyway, right. we're not here to talk about remote work. It's just fascinating to hear your perspective on it. Um, I do, however, want to talk about, so the first commercials for you guys that I ever saw were featuring you. So is this like some like acting career that never was that I'm seeing you <laughs> act out here? No, what happened really with public goods was more that investors really did not uh, embrace the idea. I, I, I went out to pitch this idea of, you know, you know, one place where people get healthy and sustainable goods, um, one brand eliminating kind of that uh, overwhelming um, choices that you have to make on Amazon or even at the drugstore. Um, and I think the, con the consensus from the investor community at the time was that um, you couldn't build a brand across categories um, and that you needed to have toothpaste brands and toilet paper brands. So um, that wasn't our plan. And so we went to Kickstarter. So how much were you guys really studying like the art of the Kickstarter ad video and how much were you just like sort of trusting your gut on what you thought would work? They, we were studying it and you know when I started to look at the different Kickstarter videos that had been successful they were really uh, human and authentic and it was really just somebody speaking to the camera um, and things that you might think would work like uh, let's say excessive humor um, or uh, something that was really full purpose but that was kind of the main thing um, actually didn't work um you know the best thing was just talking to the camera so that's what we did um and that was you know that that first ad on kickstarter ad um with me on kickstarter 
um, ended up being one of the top Kickstarter campaigns. And that kind yeah, of I stuff. mean, it blew up. You guys could not have been expecting that. Yeah, we, we I mean, our, my thinking going into that was, you know, it might cost, you know, $10,000 to make a video or something thereabouts, and we'll probably get most of it back. Our goal was 20,000, and yeah, in, in 38 days, we did almost 700,000, so. Do you get recognized? I didn't think about that until right now. No, I, I, I mean, I think uh, once or twice. So yeah, I didn't mind uh, being the spokesperson. I mean, I guess that's kind of the job of, of a founder uh, CEO is to, to be the spokesperson to some extent. Tell me a little bit about how, um, like the logic that went into you guys realizing it was time to advertise with things other than that original spot. Like how long did you ride that until you guys started using other materials? Well, you know, I think, you know, all the while, in addition to that kind of video, um, we were using other ads on, you know, now traditional uh, platforms, um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, so, you know, we, we were doing that right away and experimenting that with that right away. Um, they're static imagery. I mean, obviously, it's so easy to, to put up an ad on Facebook. So, um, yeah, so so we, we were doing that from, from the get-go. And then... Um, but obviously producing video content is more expensive. So, uh, most of the other ads were either edited versions of that, that original kind of video that were spliced up or cut up a little bit differently or, or, or shorter cuts or whatever. Um, and then we, um, you know, they, they were just static images and, and recently we started doing video. So jump forward to 2020, COVID-19 starts to roll around um, and there is quickly developed this formula for the COVID-19 ad where like everybody is just like rushing to market with these ads and they all look exactly the same. And I working in um, film advertising, I'm, I'm sort of watching them and seeing this trend. And then one night I'm scrolling Instagram and yours comes up and it is, so different than everything else that's out there. Hi, we're Public Goods. We make essentials like toilet paper, hand soap, and hand sanitizer. Using hand sanitizer and wearing a face mask is critical for slowing the spread of COVID-19. Sadly, because of price gouging, we are not allowed to say hand sanitizer, face mask, or COVID-19 in our social media ads. We just want you to know that we've got hand sanitizer and masks at publicgoods.com at the same low price they always were. Hey, price gougers, go yourselves tell us a little bit about where the um where that idea came from yeah i think you know necessity is the mother of invention and often you know failures uh are quickly followed by successes because of what you learn or what you're forced to do and that was the case here i mean covid hit and we'd been this brand that had been making toilet paper hand sanitizer uh, and canned foods for a long time, you know, relatively speaking, you know, way before COVID. Um, and so suddenly there was this, this giant surge in demand um, for the products that, that we made that were really useful to people. And, and in, turn, in the case of hand sanitizers, $2 hand sanitizer that we kept at $2 
um, and we were really valuable to people um, and to our members and got a lot of new members and the business just grew you know within a couple of weeks the, the business grew fivefold um, and and then Facebook decided to block uh, all of our ads. So your ads were being were being blocked because they said hand sanitizer or COVID nineteen. Yeah, or the, the the other ads, the static ads that we were doing, which had just been just letting people know that we still had uh, what we always had. So why were those ads being blocked? What was the what was the purpose behind that? There was this big rush of people taking advantage of the crisis. And therefore, they had to block all advertisers. So I escalated that with Facebook and I said, like, look, you know, like it's kind of proven like a good way to stop the spread is hand washing, hand sanitizer. We have hand soap. We have we have hand sanitizer. It's still only two dollars. We've been doing it. I said, you know, you see, you should have the resources to um, to be able to determine um, but they said, you know, look, there's too many people and at scale and so you know, we can't have these ads for these products. So that was it. So then I was thinking like, well, what could we do to kind of um, advertise these products without saying hand sanitizer and without saying face masks? And, and so, yeah, it occurred to me um, to, to put in that beep. And then, you know, we talked to, to our team and one of our team had the idea of that 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 punchline at the end, which um, just was the icing on the cake, uh, you know. And uh, and then yeah, and then our our video videographer, our director executed it, and um, and and it was a hit. Was that ad successful? I have to imagine that it was. It was successful from a performance standpoint. Um, but it was also successful in that a lot of interesting people reached out to me and a lot of interesting, actually big, big retailers, um, also reached out. Interesting. Like wanting to, to shelf your stuff because yeah, they thought yeah. it was interesting so in, in figuring out, yeah, selling our stuff, partnering us with us in some way. So, um, yeah, not only did we kind of get customers in the normal sense, but I've never had an ad on, on Facebook or Instagram where I've gotten a bunch of LinkedIn messages and emails saying like, Hey, like, I think what you're doing is interesting. Um, you know, I'd love to talk. So, so that happened. Uh, well, you know, obviously that's how we met and, uh, with, with, uh, with retailers and others as well. Yeah. I, why do you, why do you think that that is like for us, it's obvious we have a show about great ads and you made a great ad, but why do you think like, it's not like your previous ads were like literally your value proposition just like laid out. And yeah. this is a little bit more cheeky. Um, and it's just interesting that that caught the attention of retailers. Why do you think that is? You know, I guess, you know, people had an emotional reaction that also was, um, also described the value proposition. You've seen, when you see ads sometimes that are funny, um, but yet unrelated to the product or service or value proposition. So I think in this case, we managed to make the humor also one with um, the value proposition, you know? It seems like this ad spawned a whole new style for your advertising. Was that part of the plan or was that just like, oh wow, this is successful. I think we need to pivot and start doing this. 
No, I think I think the creatives that we're working with, um, you know, it started with, you know, I had this beep idea, then they took it and added a punchline and look and feel to it that was consistent with the rest of the brand. Um, and then and then we're just like, okay, well, like let's let's see what else we could do because clearly this first video worked and is you know done without any shooting is is relatively um, affordable to make. And so then it was just what else? And I kind of got onto a roll where I think we ended up making a lot of a lot of videos. We're like, okay, let's go with this style and see what else we can do. And from there, I've just been so amazed and impressed with our creative team because they're just coming up with really succinct ways uh, to express what public goods is and our, our value proposition, but like not just one. They're coming up, just they keep coming up with these great ways um, to to tell people who we are and what we're about. I'm using the same format, but yet each one is sort of is different. So now we kind of have this series going, um, but no, there was no plan that to answer your question. There was no plan. Uh, it, it happened. And then we just kind of, we just kind of went with it. Yeah. I feel like that is the definition of marketing through COVID. There is no plan but it worked and so we kept going with it. Oh, well, I'm excited to see what you guys what you guys do next. I'm excited to see how your marketing continues to evolve. I'm certainly enjoying the the current campaign you guys are running. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, thanks for for um, being on the show. It was good to chat. I'm excited to share this amazing ad with 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 more and more people. It's it's one of my favorites right now. Thanks for having me and uh, happy we finally got to connect. Thanks for watching our very first episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films. Lamp House is a production company that focuses on film-centered marketing campaigns. If you want to chat with us about your next campaign, we would love to hear from you. I'm Josh at Lamp House Films. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe. And if you really liked it, make sure to sign up for our emails in the description. Uh, we're going to be posting bonus content there pretty frequently. Make sure you tune in next week for a conversation with Ryan Reese from Hershey. See you then.